0: Simon Head, Simon, this Saturday promises to be a action-packed and pretty stacked card. What say you?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great event. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, everyone loves a good rematch, and uh, this weekend is going to be uh, it's going to be a rematch to remember. I think uh, Benson Henderson versus Anthony Pettis for the UFC lightweight title. They met before, of course, uh, back in the uh, the days of the WEC. Uh, I think it was a final bout, actually, in the uh, in the WEC, the last one they ever had before they moved across uh, and then merged with the UFC, and uh, Benson Henderson was the champion at the time. Uh, and Anthony Pettis threw that that kick heard around the world, the uh, the now infamous Showtime kick, where he ran off the uh, the cage fence and caught Henderson flush on the chin. Um, it didn't knock Henderson out, but it knocked him down. And uh, I think that that moment sort of marks sort of passing of the torch and. He, he, he won the title he won by decision um, but it didn't go so well for him after that and uh, he dropped a, he dropped a, a loss to, to uh, Clay Greeder Clay in, uh, in his first bout in the UFC and it's been Henderson who's gone on and done well so it's interesting that the first bout was held in Glendale Arizona which was Benson Henderson's hometown uh, and Pettis won this time around it's going to be held in Milwaukee which is uh, Pettis' hometown so uh, I'm sure Pettis will be looking to to uh, win again, but do it in front of his own fans this time, and walk away with
0: UFC, with, with UFC gold. It should be a really, really good fight. Before we go any further, I mean, what do you think? What do you, what do, what do you, what goes through your head when you see these conspiracy theorists who say this guy definitely engineered this? This was him actually manoeuvring himself into a situation where he was definitely going to fight Hendo. Um, I don't know. I don't. I
1: think. I think. It's, they're probably giving him far more credit than he deserves there. I think it's... <laughs> I probably, I think, with all due respect to Anthony Pettis, I think, you know, this is a guy who... It was all set up for him to fight for a world title in his first fight in the UFC. Um, and uh, because Frankie Edgar... Um, and, uh, oh, crikey, Gray Maynard. Because they drew, it meant that Pettis would have had to have stayed on the sidelines for an extra, an extra couple of months while, while, while they had their rematch... Um, and he could have done that. He could have stayed out of the way, kept himself wrapped in cotton wool and then walked straight into a world title fight, which, which he may or may not have won. Instead, he took a fight with, uh, with Greedo, which he didn't need to take. Um, and as, as we know in the UFC, there are very few gimme fights out there, especially at world championship level mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or just below world championship level, and he lost. Um, and he's had to work his way back up the ladder again. Obviously, he was being lined up to face Jose Aldo, which would have been a phenomenal fight as well. But, you know, the way things have gone, it's worked out quite nicely, and it's worked out perfectly for him in as much as, A, he gets his uh, long-awaited rematch with Henderson. He gets to prove that the first fight wasn't a fluke. He wants to do it again. He wants to take the gold off Benson Henderson again. And, of course, the cherry on top of the cake is the fact that he gets to do it in his hometown. town. You can't engineer things like that. I think he's he's been fortunate in, you know, the circumstances have fallen in his favour, and the UFC have agreed to switch it. They could have said, "No, you're down to fight Jose Aldo, get that fight done, and then move up afterwards." But um, it just worked out that way, and uh, we'll see we'll see if he gets the benefits on Saturday night. I I have a sneaking suspicion he might win.
0: i was about to ask you about your prediction. I mean, what what what? Well, in your mind, what's the determining factor? What means? That he's going to be handing you, well, holding his hand a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I think if you look at the two fighters, they're both they're both skills. They've both got a taekwondo background, so they're both very handy in the striking department. Um, if you look over recent history, you could argue Henderson has been operating at a slightly higher level. Obviously, he's been he's, been, uh, he's won the championship and he's maintained his position up there. Um, so if you look at the way Henderson's fights go they're, they're almost exclusively decision fights these days he, granted he's doing it against the best of the best in the division, but his fights are going the distance, and on some of the occasions he's, he's scraping through um, he's had a couple of very close calls against Frankie Edgar in particular um, he got through uh, and a lot of people thought that Edgar won that fight um, Anthony Pettis on the other hand he finishes fights. fight um, and I think that that finishing power and the fact that he's just so unpredictable in his stand-up. He, he throws, he throws strikes with his hands and his feet from angles that you just don't see normally. Um, and I think his unpredictability. He's, he's got an underrated ground game as well. He, he's got a very good ground game. Um, he just prefers to stand and trade. So um, I just think that being a bit of a betting man... I think, I think the value is there with, with, with Pettis to win inside the distance, and I think it might go deep into the fight, like round four, round five, but I think if, if forced to push between and choose between the two, I think Pettis has just got that little X factor whereby um, he could win by decision, Henderson could win by decision, but I think that Pettis has got that little bit extra where I think he's got it in the locker to win it inside the distance, so I'm going to go for him.
0: Okay, well... Moving throughout the card, uh, take your pick as to what else we should be looking forward to.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the co-main event, everybody loves to see the heavyweights going at it, and um, in some ways it's a shame that this bout between Frank Mir and Josh Barnett didn't happen about six or seven years ago, because that, that, that would have been a main event bout back then, I think. Um, but Frank Mir versus Barnett, I think, will be a, will be a, a real a fight for the heavyweight purists, I think. It, it's... Uh, if you're a fan of just stand-up fights then you might not you might not get too much of that here i i, I would expect both fighters to want to put this fight on the floor uh mir obviously's got great great jiu-jitsu barnett is is, is a catch wrestler he just a, he likes to smother his opponents and it'd be very interesting to see how barnett does uh, back in the ufc he's a great character he's someone who in in, in a similar mould to chael sonnen almost he he does a superb job of selling fights great personality and uh, he makes you want to watch his fight. Frank is not too bad in that as well. He, he, he likes to dish out a little bit of the uh, of the trash talk. Um, so I think I think that'll be an interesting fight. Mendes v Kai Gida, who we've already spoken about at Featherweight, that's going to be an all-action fight for as long as that lasts. Uh, Mendes has got the power. Uh, Guida's got the cardio. Um, if Guida can keep his chin out of the way of Mendes' uh, right hand, then uh, that could be a very interesting fight as well. Um... Eric Cope versus uh, versus Dustin Poirier, which is the opening bout on the main card. I think that that's a very interesting fight. Both those guys are just sort of on the periphery of the uh, the top five in the world, and I think a good win with inside the distance for either one of those could start to put them in the conversation for the featherweight title picture. So um, that'll be really interesting. And uh, not to leave out the other fight on the main card, there's uh, Big Ben Rothwell taking on Brandon Vera, who's moving up to the heavyweight. He seems to fight at a different weight every time I see him, Brandon Bearer. You know, one minute he's at light heavy, then he's at heavy. Um, He's back at heavy, which is where he was when he he first joined the UFC. Um, In fact, when he first started actually, people were talking about him as a possible world title contender. It hasn't quite gone that way for him uh, since then. Um, and he's fighting Rothwell who will probably be a much bigger, heavier man on the day. So that'll be an interesting fight as well. So there's, there's, there's so many, there's so many top top grade fighters on this card. I mean, we've got an ex-world champion in Jamie Varner headlining the uh, prelim card against Gleason Tebow. Um, that'll be a great fight as well. So there's, there's loads of really interesting fights on this card. And um, on the heels of, of, of last, the last, the last card we uh, the uh, the last card we had, the Fox card. Um, it should be. It should be a really interesting event.
0: Fantastic, as always, Simon. A definite pleasure. We'll catch up next week.
1: No worries. Take care. <laughs>